It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. California Wine Country with Dan Berger brought to you by Bottle Barn, Rodney Strong Vineyards, and Davis Bynum Wines. Today, one of my favorite wineries and families in the world of wine in uh, Northern California, uh, Jordan Kundi is here from Kundi Family Wines. Hello, hello. Uh, Thank you you for having me. You said your father says to say hello. We haven't seen him in a while. Yes. How's he doing? He's doing great. You know, he's in partial retirement these days, so he's doing even better, as you might might guess. Of course, Dan Berger, uh, our co-host on California Wine Country. Dan, before we get into your thoughts on Kundi Family Wines, we always have Dan Berger bring in uh, wine from his cellar to open up the Friday uh, California Wine Country. You turned me on to Riesling a number of years ago because I was not familiar with it, but you've brought in some great Rieslings. I adore Riesling, and this one is a really good one. This is actually not from a long time in the cellar. In fact, it never got into the cellar. I bought it from Bottle Barn, took it home, and drank it. So this is it. I have four more bottles of this at home because I love this stuff. And it's called Donhof, D-O-N-N-H-O-F-F. Yeah, from Germany. It's a, it's a Trocken Riesling. They have the regular, the regular Riesling is the same price. The regular is a little bit sweeter. The Trocken wine is a little drier. This is a little bit drier. It's still got some residual sugar in it, but it's not it so does. sweet. It's just sort of, it's got that little minerality bite in the finish. But uh, the mid-palate is gorgeous, and it's it's got that sort of slate uh, aroma with a little bit of uh, dried uh, uh, pear or dried uh, fruits of some sort. And what I really like about Riesling like this is it doesn't require a lot of time in the bottle. You buy it, you take it home, you drink it. But if you happen to lose a bottle, oh, gosh, it gets good. And, and so this is really, this is a 2022. It's brand new. It just came out. And Bottle Barn's got it for twenty one ninety nine, which to me is like stealing. So I bought some. <laughs> and and, and uh, letting it open up a little bit uh, on a Riesling like this. Oh, yeah. Uh, how, how long? Well, if you pull the cork on it, well, just this is a screw-capped wine, so you basically take the screw cap off this one, pour it in a glass, straight out of the bottle. You'll You'll love it. But if you let it sit for a couple of hours in the glass, in, uh, not the decanter. Not I, well, you don't have to. You could. That would help it along a little bit. Yeah. These wines are so young at this point, and they haven't developed. This is a, a wine from the district called Nahe, N A H E, and it's a district that has only been recently discovered by the connoisseurs of Riesling. And really? this is so. And this guy Donhoff is right at the very top of the game. He's probably the best producer in the region. And I found a magnum of the Donhoff wine at Bottle Barn yesterday for less than $60 from a single vineyard. I mean, it's a, it's an amazing purchase. I bought the Magnum. Of, Magnum of, of course you did. Smart purchase. Yeah. Uh, purchase. Uh, Jordan, Jordan, your thoughts uh, tasting this Riesling? The Riesling, delicious, especially the thing that stands out to me is that price point. Uh, exactly as you were saying, that that is a, a steal and walk away. Smart that you brought a couple extra bottles you're experienced, I can tell. Well, I just my whole thing is Riesling. That's all I do these days. I drink a lot of Riesling. 
Uh, it is California Wine Country with Dan Berger. Our guest today, Jordan Kundi from Kundi Family Wines. Am I saying that right? I mean, we've had your father on numerous times. And Let's be real. It's tomato, tomato. You are saying it correct. Yeah, but yeah. In, in our close tongue, enough, yeah, right? close enough. But in yeah. our tongue, we pronounce it Kundi. Uh, right. Yes, I've gone over that with your yes. father on the show. You know, before. you've had my father on the show before, and you know that he's a uh, he's a character, and he likes to uh, poke the bear and stir the pot. So yes. I'm the youngest of three children, and I kid you not, he was uh, in a competition with my mom, and the, it was a bet. And if he won the bet, he was going to name me Crocodile Cundy. So I'm very happy <laughs> no, and that you know, my mom happened to, to win that Knowing your one. dad, that makes total sense to me. <laughs> it's a Ger- Cundy. German <laughs> name, and it's pronounced Kunda in German, and that is, uh, stands for customer or client. I'm a part of the uh, direct-to-consumer side, so gotcha. I'm All in right. the tasting room, and I, uh, I do some management there. And also being a part of the family, I'm a fifth generation, uh, so I was uh, blessed enough to be born and raised right there on that property. Yeah, that and, is uh, so cool. I had a very unique and, and wonderful childhood. More than a century, for more than a century, five generations of the family have farmed uh, this estate in the heart of Sonoma Valley. And it starts with my great-great-grandfather, Louis Cundy, coming from Dresden, Germany, and purchasing property out here in Windsor in the late 1800s, and then finally purchasing the first parcel where we're at right now in 1904. Wow. Well, I love the property. It, 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 it's some of the most beautiful. Uh, there's some Chardonnay he needs. You'll get the Chardonnay right now. <laughs> Dr. Okay, Berger has talking. just prescribed me okay. some Chardonnay from That's Cundy. Right. Okay, it's, thank you. It's hair doctor to you. Uh, <laughs> 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 with the guy with no hair. Uh Cundy property was uh, actually founded in Sonoma Valley a long time ago. In fact, the first vines that were identified back then were probably around 1850. Wow. And the first Cabernet, the first great Cabernet produced in the United States, the very first Cabernet produced anywhere in the United States that is recognized to be from a single property was plant, was probably made in 1877, for all I can gather, and it was right off of the Cundy Ranch, and it's at a pro, in an area called Dunfillan. Yes, yes, the Dunfillan uh, winery that he built back in the late 1800s, named wow. after his ship that he had sailed on called the Dunfillan. Right, wow. and that, it was a sea captain by the name of uh, Joseph Drummond, and the Drummond family was considered to be the wealthiest family of the region, and there was a book published in 1881 that talked about the Dunfillan Cabernet, and the Dunfillan Cabernet is considered by most people to be the finest Cabernet ever produced, the very first one in California history. That's amazing. And the property, in fact, the Dunfillan building is still on your property. It sure it is, yes. And and those vines that he brought was uh, from Chateau Margaux and Lafitte Rothschild, I believe. And that was and that was Joseph Drummond's brother who mm. brought the cuttings in. Yes. From he was an Irish resident, and he came in and he found the the Chateau Margaux cuttings and he brought them over. He knows his history, folks. I'll tell you what. Oh, of course. Not bad at all. He's Dan Berger, for God's <laughs> sake. So, so this, this winery that he ends up building, 
there was a big fire that came through in the valley in the 1920s, I believe, burnt the, the roof off of that structure, and that now remains as our ruins on our property. Wow. And if any of the listeners out there have heard of or seen the movie Bottle Shock, that's where they filmed a big portion of that movie on our property. Yes, and in, uh, in the end of the movie, when they do the Judgment uh, of Paris, right. that is portrayed as being filmed in France. But really, we're talking Cundy. about the Dunfil and Ruins. Yeah. Talk about the winemaker slash winemakers at yes. Gundy. Yes. Uh, so we, for, for years and years now, uh, we have been very honored to have a fantastic winemaker by the name of Zachary Long, uh, who has now moved right. into different roles. And uh, our new winemaker, his name is Zeke Neely, and he's coming from Kenwood Winery. And we are uh, extremely excited to see some of the new and fun stuff that he is doing. And uh, we have some new releases that are uh, hitting the tasting room pretty soon here so for for some of you Cundy fans we have some uh, some new stuff in the works for you always trying to push the envelope and keep evolving and that's what we love all right uh as you all know i keep saying have been saying for years Kundi, but it's Kundi, and it's Kundi.com to get to the website find out everything they're up to k-u-n-d-e Kundi family winery and jordan Kundi is here with us we're going to talk a, a lot more about that, but let's uh, start with this shard that you poured because yes. I know, and God bless Dan Berger, because he tells everyone when he books our guests for California Wine Country, bring some shards. He wants some shards. Steve shard. likes the shard, and I <laughs> love this shard. And I, 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 you know, I and brought it's you, young. It, it, it sure is. And, you know, I brought you something that we're going to see something that we can say will cover mm. the spectrum. Uh, a wine right now we're trying is something that we distribute, goes in stores nationwide. Um, and Dan even had, had kind of profiled this perfectly and noticing that there's so much of this brightness uh, still with the beautiful barrel aging. And I will go brightness mm-hmm. and underline that. Yep. Something with food, without, in between, and carries a very, very solid price point. Um, so I brought you that shard, and I also brought you something on the opposite end, something that is very limited selection for us, only found at the winery. as uh, the reserve Chardonnay. What's uh, the designation on the Chardonnay we're, si- we're uh, This is a 2021 vintage that we're enjoying and, uh, right now. And what does it say on the label? What is the special designation? This is a Sonoma Valley. There is no special designation okay. on this one. Okay. Yeah. Well, the reason this is a white label, so that it differs from the black label, which we'll taste later. But what I like about it is that if you serve it at this temperature, the way it is here in the studio temperature, this wine really does show a lot of that beautiful mid-palate expansiveness. I agree. It's rich and it's kind of slightly oily. But if you were to want it to go with a, a more delicate seafood, chill it down some more, and it would work that way too. It has both ends of the spectrum. Gotcha. Okay, and that makes sense. Yeah. Wow. And I love I love someone that comes into the winery trying this and saying, you know, I'm not a big Chardonnay fan. And sure enough, they're walking out with a bottle oh, of this. Yeah. Because, no, I understand. Yep. We oh, got this balance. is lovely. In fact, Jordan. We ready for the next pour. <laughs> All right. Okay. I'm catching on very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Your father already knew how to do this. But I'm glad you're in and, again, give him my best. Uh, it is... Uh, Jordan Cundy from Cundy Family Winery, Cundy.com. They do some great stuff, and they have for so many years. And you grew up, and we'll, we'll talk more about uh, the estate in the heart of Sonoma Valley mm-hmm. that, that you grew up on. But, uh, I mean, 
it's incredible. And I, I you know, I, I was there many years ago. I think it was the uh, early 1900s. <laughs> I'm an old guy. I believe. But, <laughs> but no, no, it's beautiful out there. And, Thank and, you. And to talk briefly about, you know, yeah. growing up on that yeah, you estate. Know, you know, one of the things I can say that I've been very fortunate uh, to be able to receive this is growing up as kids, our parents had us work. And, you know, we were out in the vineyards. We were right. in production. Sure. And there was really no time off for us, which is something that I'm very happy now. Uh, but obviously, in the, in, the when time, it was happening, yeah. maybe not so much. Gee, Dad, no, I don't want to do that. But now you're glad you did. Yes, and being able to experience e- each aspect of the operation and kind of see where each one of us, you know, next generation fits. It, w- it was something that was very, very special and important uh, moving forward for us. But, you know, a fond memory I have growing up on that property, not a hundred yards from the winery is where my house was so how can you not get into a little bit of trouble as a kid growing up there right just comes with the territory so my brother and i we were big fans of d2 mighty ducks this is the ice hockey movie right so we would once or twice a year get out of school and come back home and for whatever reason both the parents wouldn't be there so whenever that would happen we'd grab our rollerblades flashlights strap up and we'd go into the wine cave and, you know, with this wine cave, we're talking about 32,000 square feet, around 5,000. we're not 000. talking ice. We're yeah. talking rollerblades, you know, but playing hockey. Right, but we then would go into that cave, find all the circuit panels at the back of the cave, and shut the entire facility down where all these workers are in there. So instantly when that happens, you hear everyone starting to holler. And this is, you know, 98, 99 right in there. So not everybody has a cell phone at that point. And the game was flashlight tag. How far can you get? And then we really quickly figured out you got a stronger. That, how how long does it take for one of those workers to come up and grab you? You know, on the collar because it's pitch black. You can't see anything in there. So that is little, that's cool. That's a great story. Yeah, now, little stuff like now. That. You know, so many uh, family wineries that we've uh, had on over fifteen years. Uh, often, uh, some of the the kids who are now back working for the wineries or back in the wine business with the family, uh, many of them have left, mm-hmm. you know, and, and went to be at college or then another career and such. Sure, sure. Did, did you do that? Or yeah, just- so in our family and with our generation, you know, we had certain stipulation and rules that were set in place where you do have to get some outside exposure and some time. And, Which and, makes sense. Yeah, right, live a little bit of life of and see, see the way that business is done elsewhere. So when it is finally time to come back, you have something truly to offer and not just saying, hey, right I, I'm ready to be here and I'm ready to work. So what did you do? So I worked for uh, two different wineries that were in Calistoga, and I did some management on the outside, and, and it was fantastic. You know, I was able to get that exposure and that experience that was necessary. But you were still in the business. Still in the business. You yeah. know? So when I came back, I, I truly did have something in my eyes, hopefully, yeah. Uh, to offer and uh, not just being you know going back saying hey give me a job but i want to contribute to that legacy and that history that you know so many generations on that property have been able to put down those roots and, right on you know it's it's my time i guess you could say at this point too to Very carry cool. on that tradition that legacy Cundy properties uh rather impressive I and mean, if you drive down the, the highway you, you know you, you, you drive down highway 12 just as an example you're going from santa rosa toward the town of sonoma once you get past that, that Kenwood, basically, central location right. where the little shops are, right. once you hit the, the Cundy property, 
proper, it's on your left as you're dri driving that direction, you begin to see 750 contiguous acres of some of the most pristine property you will ever see. Great-looking vineyards, beautifully farmed, and impressive in the fact that there's consistency from block to block to block. And these wines really reflect the balance and the structure that have always been in there. This is a family of farmers, really. Yeah. I mean, the wine company came along after the fact. Let's be realistic. Yeah, yeah. This, this is, they were a family of farmers and, and then and got it, into wine. And, and really, I mean, the more you drive and you keep seeing these this property and you realize this is endless. 750 acres is quite a bit. Yep. Growers before we ever actually started making the wine. So right. that's that's where we sharpened our teeth. And now today... If we harvest uh, that 1,850 acres, but 750 or so planted, uh, we're able to keep around 30% of it for ourselves and sell off about 70% through contract still. What was the first vintage from Cundy Winery? 1990 was the first vintage. Wow. Yep, my birth year. So a good year. No kidding. Yes, yes. As we say in Italy, marone. <laughs> 1990. 1990, first, yeah, first vintage for us. Dan? Well, I, I like the, the, the structure and balance of these uh, wines that uh, Cundy has been making. But uh, there are plenty of interesting wines that people will not be able to find in the marketplace because they are small lots. And they represent just a small, tiny production. And they're available only pretty much at the tasting room. One of the reasons why visiting... The tasting room at Cundy is so interesting. Is and, and like a lot of wineries, they will make wines just for the tasting room. Yeah, yep. and very that, cool. Yep. This Chardonnay that we're tasting now, the black label stuff, this is terrific. Stuff. I have not tasted that yet. We will when we come back from the okay. break. It's Cundy.com. K-U-N-D-E. California Wine Country with Dan Berger. Our guest today is Jordan Cundy from Cundy Family Wines. Let's talk about this other shard. We tasted one, and uh, Dan, help me out here as far as uh, the vintages and such. Just Cundy uh, Chardonnay, 21. the one yeah. widely available. The next one is the one with the black label, and uh, you can tell us about it. Yeah, so Jordan? you know the Reserve Series, we're now diving into something that's special for us here. So this is the Reserve Chardonnay, 2021 vintage here. So this is really our winemaker showcasing exactly what we have the capability to do here on property. So now, as much as I loved that first shard, Dan, tell me why I love this one even well, I think more. First of all, this one is a little more stylish in two respects. Number one is the fact that the winemaking team decided to go for a little bit more of the Burgundian characteristics. And, so and they, explain that more. Well, it's got a little uh, a strange... I don't know how to describe it because it's, the word Burgundian alludes to the fact that there's something that's complex in the wine, but it's not fruit complexity. It's something other than fruit. It's almost buttery, but it's not butter. You know, you're right. And I'm getting some on the mid palate, uh, some uh, what I the first thought was buttery, but it's not. It's, well, it's, it's almost there, but it's not. So they used a little bit of the oak to do that. But okay. they also right. use Lee's Contact. To bring out that character. So there's a, a little teeny bit of Lee's character. And the Lee's contact is really the complexity that you get. And that's what you want in a young wine because you know it will age also. Right. So when you put this away for three more years, five more years, 
then the wine starts to take on these additional levels of complexity that you can't even describe in words. You have to taste the wine. And Dan, I'm going to lay this wine down for four minutes. (laughs) Just about right. (laughs) Once more, Dan strikes again. This is bi-weekly stirring of Elise. Yes, not bad. Uh, But, uh, yeah, Jordan, talk more about this particular wine. So with this wine, you know, one one of the things that you're going to see, and when you see a bottle and you come into the property, this reserve label here, this is coming from my great-grandfather's second generation, Arthur Big Boy Cundy. He graduated from a business school here in Santa Rosa back in 1910. And instead of paying somebody to design a logo... And he was logo, called Big Boy. Big Boy was I the name. I love that. And instead of pay, paying somebody to design a logo, he crudely cut the uh, state seal right off of his diploma and slapped it on the first bottle. <laughs> I so know. I'm cool. looking at it. It's cool. smart guy. Yeah. No, no copyright laws. I think he, uh, I think he like, tweaked the leg of Athena. <laughs> <laughs> That's very cool. So this wine specifically is going to be one of four Chardonnays that we produce and uh, a very limited selection at the winery. And this is something you can find at uh, one of our seated tasting experiences that we offer at the winery. Dan has already been getting me hungry here talking about all the stuff that might go with this wine. I actually had a thought a, a second ago. What about the duck sausage from Willowside Meats? Willowside uh, Willow, Willowside, unbelievable and the, stuff and that the they're doing. And the duck sausage? Are you kidding? With you this know. wine? Okay. <laughs> all right. ready. I'm there. Good. I'm there. Sounds good. You've brought a red. Talk about that, Jordan. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, this wine that I brought, this I was asked to bring one wine, and I had the option to bring anything that we produce at that property. And, you know, the one that I did pick was something that was special to me. It's called the Reserve Century Vine Zinfandel. And believe it or not, the vineyard block was brought there and planted in 1882. Wow. And, you know, we're talking the rose. Well, that's wa- what I graduated from high school. Ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I love it. <laughs> So something like this, you know, we're talking about a vineyard block producing a ton to a ton and a half of fruit per acre. Very, very low yields, but man, it sure produces something that is very special. So we have to harvest over four weeks and cherry pick two or three clusters per vine, let the next couple ripen and ready, and then we come back up. And, and I worked on this uh, vineyard block as a child growing up. And let me tell you, it's, wow. it's it's truly that labor of love. I know it's a corny expression, but this one. No, that's yeah, so the, cool. This is the one that really uh, explains what we're trying to accomplish back at the uh, at our winery is, you know, having this be at a price point that still lets people drink Monday through Thursday. And I think that is uh, kind of a little bit of our family motto, real world wines. Well, that's a good segue into the tasting options. So run all that down. Yeah, of course. So, you know, we offer several different experiences at the winery. And one that I really love, it's called the Kennebrook Room. And yeah, it's a seated tasting. This is going to be outdoors in some of our covered areas. Is right next to our beautiful ponds. you got fountains flowing. Our staff is some of the best in Sonoma County for hospitality. And uh, that is a $45 per person experience. And on the weekends, we actually do one of the outdoor first come first serve tasting bars. So, which is uh, cool, which is really nice these days, as you know, some of those restrictions, but we want, you know, everyone to come out and have a good time. And that's a a $25 flight that we offer outdoors. Uh, And then, the creme de la creme, the experience in the valley is something that uh, is really cool, and we, we call this the mountaintop tasting. And it's a deck that we've built up at 1,400 feet up at our property. Oh, man. My dad and I had a good uh, hand in, in putting that together. And you can see San Pablo Bay when you're all the way here up on our property and, and looking out over these seven different microclimates. And uh, 
it, it really puts things into perspective. All all of the uh, generations that have been on that property and and all these different varietals growing, you know, over twenty different varietals on on our property. So a uh, very special experience that is $100 per person, two hours from start to finish. And, and we, more than worth it, I will say. It's fantastic. Yes. Yeah. And Dan? You know, oh, yeah. let, me, let me go into this wine just a little bit, this Zinfandel, the fabulous Zinfandel. It's uh, really exciting. Uh, in most cases, young grapevines give you primary flavors, but not an awful lot of complexity. So the primary flavors can be absolutely delightful, but there's no complexity in those wines. It takes about 20 years before a California vine is considered mature. And then you're on your own in terms of how it produces fruit. This, these vines are really old. And what you get out of old vines is complexity. You get let, you, the, the fruit is still there, but the fruit that you get is combined with complexity. The most amazing thing about this wine and I'll tell you, Jordan, I, I was not prepared for this. Trust me. I, mm-hmm. I put my nose in the glass. I'm smelling cinnamon. You don't smell cinnamon in Zinfandel very often. Sure. I remember uh, there were a couple from 74 and 75. I remember those wines. But this one, this shocks me. This yeah. is really interesting wine with the cinnamon character. You know, in each vintage, you just see some of these traits that come out that are just unique. And, and I believe that's the beauty of the property. You know, we really try to showcase each season and each change in elements. And, and that's, you know, very important for us is that we really show you what the property has to showcase. Because let's be real, it is so unique out there in the heart of Sonoma Valley. Well, trying to get Z- uh, Zinfandel to ripen properly is extremely tricky because it's an uneven ripener. Some berries will stay green and some berries will get to be raisins. So you've got to be very, very careful how you pick. Are you going through the vineyard selectively? Yes, yeah. And, you know, this this actually takes over four weeks uh, to harvest because of the, the selection of going through and picking and choosing exactly what we will or will not take. And kind of at the mercy of uh, that sun exposure at certain times of the day. Oh, it's very tricky because in, in, in a vintage like this where we had a couple of days that were cool, like today we had a very cool day, then your ripening cycle changes from the day that it was 98 degrees. Mm-hmm. Sure. So all every time you go out there to pick, you have to look up and see what the sun is doing to you, and then you decide what you're going to harvest. And you mm-hmm. pick the, only the ripe fruit. That, that means that it's expensive because you've got the crews out there doing all their work they're making a little, very little fruit to get this day and more fruit that day. And it, it's just, it's not, you can't predict how much these wines are going to cost to make. Yep. And especially being paid by the ton and not by the hour during harvest, you will uh, see every surrounding vineyard block uh, next to this these vines. You're harvesting at seven or eight tons of fruit per acre. And then we're talking about a, a ton to a ton and a half of fruit per acre off, off of these truly century-old vines. Jordan, talk about the current harvest uh, here in the county, and especially at Cundy. It started a little late this year again? Yeah, you know, I I was actually talking with my brother who works for Panera Ricard, and that's uh, Mum and uh, Kenwood Winery, and he does grower relations for them. And, And he was saying that, if you guys remember back when we had the heat wave that came through, it was more of the high 90s. And the heat wave that we had the prior year, it was up in the low 100s for that week to two week period. Yeah. So in, just in a fact, little. In some uh, mm-hmm. uh, areas, it was like, I remember we hit 115. Yeah. Right. Yep. In Santa Rosa. Yeah. So, so that's it. I'm done. Yep. So because those. But yet I'm still here. He's still there. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't take them out. 115, by the way, the, the vines begin to shut down 
and photosynthesis begins to stop. So you really force the vineyard to have to restart, and that uh, does all kinds of strange things to your fruit. But this year was actually not a bad year. In fact, it's in, not, yeah. in, yep. we had a cooler year overall, and that really helps to develop flavor profiles that you don't see in typical years around wow. here. So this okay. is going to be a fabulous vintage. I the hope. whites cool. are already looking really good uh, yeah. at this point, the, everything that we've seen that's been coming in. And I know the reds might stay out a little bit longer, but still what we're, we're seeing that's coming in is still great quality. So I'm excited. The quality of the fruit r- this year is remarkable. I, I'm involved. I'm, I make a little wine myself. And my fruit was delivered yesterday. And we began to see the uh, the acid levels just staying up and up. And I'm saying, this is going to be a great year. We had plenty of acid. We still have plenty of sugar. This is really going to be an exciting year. And I th- those people who said it's a cooler year, well, it's cooler in one respect, but war- just as warm as it usually is mm-hmm. in California. For- Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, we just we were late. That's all. We were like three weeks late. So what's sure. the big deal? Just sure. just go with the flow and make. Good wine, and yeah. we're going to make great wine this year. Being three weeks late or whatever is is not a huge deal in our area. Yeah, it catches point. up. It always catches up exactly. one way or another. Yep. This year may be another low quantity but high quality. Yes. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Do you ex- agree with that? That is exactly what we've been seeing thus far, is that we're just not going to see the same quantities. But let's be real. I think the more the important quality. thing is the quality. Yeah. So. And- that's more important. Mm-hmm. One of the problems that we do face, and that is almost every year, but in this case, this year worse, was rot. In fact, I, I lost some of my fruit this year to the rot. But that's okay because if the grower is good, they're not going to deliver rotted fruit. Mm-hmm. And we had a great, great grower for one of my, my, one of my vineyards is down in Carneros. And when he found that there was rot in the vineyard, he said, I can't deliver the fruit to you until next uh, uh, Friday, we, we were supposed to get it on Tuesday this week, and he said, "I'm going up. I'll be out there, cutting the rot out of your fruit." The interesting part about that was that he said, "All it does is it lowers your cost." So I said, "Okay, that's good for me. <laughs> Instead Keep of paying cutting. that kind of money, I'll pay less money." All right. I think you need to take a little bit more if that's the case. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go rewind to the Kinney Brook tasting. Explain about that. You know, the Kinney Book Room, what we're really trying to accomplish is we really want to give you guys an experience. We want to take you through the wines that typically you just can't find out in that marketplace and really kind of show, showcase what Cundy has to offer. Um, and, you know, well, one of the things I think is really important for us being one of these, you know, family operations out in the, in the Sonoma Valley is supporting right. local. So. We source local cheese uh, from all these different companies, and we try to pair right appropriately with all those uh, those beautiful selections. And, you know, the other thing that's really nice is we can customize that tasting for, you know, each customer that's coming in. So if you like more white, you know, we're going to advertise to that. Or more red, we're going to make it happen. Um, so, you know, that's the Kinneybrook experience, $45 per person. Uh, we can handle larger groups as well. So... You know, you let us know, and we'll take care of it. Um, and like I said, too, there's that uh, 202 lounge that is at first yeah, come. more yep. about that, because that is hip. So when we say 202, what we're referring to is when Lewis Cundy bought that first parcel in 1904, there was a winery that was attached to the sale, and it was called the Wildwood Winery, and it had a bond from the federal government of 202. So we lost the bond in the late 60s, or early wow. 60s. Or excuse me, we lost the bond through Prohibition. Uh, but then we were able to gain the bond back in the early 60s. So How cool. That's why we call it this, this 202 Lounge, and you get to go outside for this stand-up tasting bar and kind of 
it reminds you of the old days of what it used to be like going out and tasting and looking at a beautiful hillside with wine cave and uh, you know enjoying with your friends and family. So that's a, a $25 flight. And uh, that also is, like I said, first come, first serve. So you walk in, we're going to take care of you. All right. It's Kundi.com, K-U-N-D-E.com. I'm going to let Dan Berger just wrap up about Kundi. If you're interested in the nuts and bolts, the details of how wine is made, the Kundis will do the job when you visit. They will visit. You visit. You ask questions. They will answer. And you you get an entire picture of what wine is really all about. And the most important thing is it reflects in the wines. The wines are always going to show you the character of that soil. Then they have showed me today. Well, it's easy (laughs) to see, obviously. And I think the most impressive thing is that the tastings are done professionally. They're not done just haphazardly. When somebody shows up, they're they're prepared to answer every single question you've got, and that's really a And that is so cool. Yeah, it really is neat. Yeah. Uh, Jordan... An honor, dude. Thank you so much for having me and you guys. It was it was great uh, not tasting but drinking with you guys. And, I, I and enjoy it. Love to your father, and the two of you need to come back in soon. We'll make it happen. All right, cool. Cheers.